Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. Michaela, 48 weeks brings us to Halloween week. Spooky stuff. What you doing? I'm dressing up and having a party, I think, with my family. And we're going to we're going to actually bob for apples for the first time. That's going to be exciting. Okay. Do you have a do you have a favorite bobbing apple that you uh, that you go for when you do uh, bobbing for apples? Yeah. So usually I pick like a red delicious because I love uh, the way that it looks. I'm not in love with the way it tastes, but back in the eighties when, you know, most people didn't have a lot of money. Um, we only had red delicious apples. Like you had the red ones and then you had granny Smith's and that was it. You either got red ones or green ones. So, yeah. um, you know, it's apple picking season still here in, in the kind of East Southeast part of the United States. So um, I might be able to find some that we've actually handpicked and hand selected, but oh. um, barring that uh, red delicious all the way for sure. Red delicious all the way. Yeah. So I, I grew up in Ohio, not a lot of apple choices there. So yeah, so you either had the red apple that you ate or the green apple that you made a pie out of. And those were your options really. Uh, so bobbing for apples, that sounds pretty fun. Uh, we got trick or treating coming up this week. That's good. Uh, I th- you and your family go in as some Marvel superheroes, I think. Is that right? That is true. I am going to be Hella from Thor Ragnarok, and my son is decked out. He's still deciding between Thor and then the Ronin uh, Hawkeye character from Endgame. And then the the husband's going all in. He got a very, very cool Captain America costume, so he's very excited about that. Are you uh, dressing up? You doing anything cool? Um, I don't really dress up that much. Um, last year I put on my Boba Fett helmet and wore that around and that was as much dressing up as I was interested in doing. I've never been a big, uh, you know, a costume, uh, getting dressed up, going to a costume party kind of guy myself, but. You, you had baby Groku with you. I mean, well, yeah, that's true. I guess it was close enough. It was, you know what? It was the right amount of effort. Cause I think as an adult, you get you either go all in and it can yep. get a little hairy. Um, like my makeup is going to be a complete disaster because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and it's mm. been a while since I've worn makeup because, you know, we've lived in a pandemic for two years. So you're either going to go all in or you do, you know, you do just enough. And I think that's fine. Yep, you have to do just fine. enough. It's still still fast. And I am not good at planning ahead for my costume. So it's basically whatever I can throw together at the last minute. Um, But yeah, we're in this uh, spooky time of year. Have you been watching anything good, drinking anything good? So I started, uh, I told, I think we talked about evil. So I finished season two of Mm -hmm. that. That's real creepy. And again, I, I don't know. I keep watching it. I keep. I, I see a lot of the foibles and the the kind of the holes in the plot. Um, so I, I, it's not for everybody, but I'm just, I really love kind of a spooky um, kind of ghost, surreal, paranormal activity kind of uh, mm-hmm. theme stuff. So I finished that up. I have been watching a lot of like proced- murder procedurals, British procedurals. There's okay. one that was amazing and it's on HBO Max 
and it's called The Murders at White House Farm or The White House Farm Murders. Okay. And it is very good. It's based on a true story of these murders that happened in 1985 in England. And it is creepy. It's scary. It's in a, like a farm. You think everything's, there's no haunting, but it's just real creepy. And it's based on a true story, which of course is very sad, but I love at the same time. It's fascinating to me. Okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. I'll have to uh, check that out. We're, uh, we're uh, at a, at a loss for good shows for us that we've been watching. We're uh, almost caught up with this newest season of Sex Education, which is really good. If uh, anyone listening out there hasn't watched any of that, I think this is the third season of that. Uh, really good. So I recommend checking that one out. But otherwise, yeah, it's just been about getting ready for Halloween, getting the house decorated, uh, you know, getting your costumes for you and your family sorted, you know, so you can dress up. Uh, we should you know, we need to light this like black flamed candle if we're going to set off some sort of crazy spell that was cast like hundreds of years ago. Uh, if we do that, we're definitely going to need a drink, you know, just stuff like that. Just Halloween type stuff. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. If we're going to light a black candle and like, I don't know, say bring back some witches from the dead from 300 years ago, we're definitely going to need a cocktail. The good news is that we have just the one and it's amazing. We have just the one. It is amazing. And we should take a break so we can come back and make one up and chat about it. So this week's cocktail comes from sprinklesandsprouts.com, which sounds so fun. And it is aptly entitled The Witch's Brew. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So uh, The Witch's Brew, it's another shot. Uh, So... Uh, perfect, I guess, for your parties, your Halloween gatherings. It's not very strong. Like it's, it's not going to knock you over. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, pretty, pretty reasonable in the, in the realm of shots. And it definitely looks very spooky and very witches brew esque. Uh, and it's perfect for this week's film, which is Hocus Pocus. So Michaela, you're a big fan of shots. So you found this one. It looks super cool. Uh, why don't you run through it for everyone? Yes. Okay. So uh, first things first, you're going to need some limes because you're going to um, use them to rim your little shot glass and make it real pretty. Um, We use black sanding sugar to rim the glasses and it um, looked really cool because the actual liquid turns this beautiful like haunted purple color It's Mm -hmm. awesome. And so um, the shot itself is a mix of vodka, raspberry liqueur, and then purple food coloring. If you're using regular sugar, we didn't need to do that because we have our black, uh, we use black sanding sugar. And so Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's quite, it's, it's quite potent and it looks beautiful. Like I, I remember when we were doing research for the shot and I was looking and looking and trying to think of something that was witchy. And I think you actually saw this one and all I needed was the picture of it. And I was like, this looks amazing. It's so beautiful. And it's a shot, which is fun. Um, but you, we definitely talked about how we could turn this into a taller drink if we wanted to, because it was Mm -hmm. pretty tasty as well. Yeah. So, so to make this one up, um, 
it makes like four at a time. So you can do it in like a big mixing glass or a cocktail shaker. So it's like a half cup of the vodka, a quarter cup of the raspberry liqueur, and then a third of a cup of the lime juice. So yeah, so you just do that. You make it, you put it into the shot. Um, and then, yeah, you can fancy it up with the, with the sugar, with the, you know, the black like candied sugar, or you can make your own kind of purple sugar with the food coloring there. And yeah, it's pretty good. My, my only real complaint of the shot was I thought it was a little tart with the raspberry and the lime juice. So uh, I probably, if I was just making this again for, you know, another round of these, I might just trim the lime juice back to like a quarter of a cup instead of a third of a cup, just, just to take just a hair of the, uh, the sourness out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were going to make this a longer drink and put it in like a rocks glass or something like that, we Mm -hmm. talked about taking the limes out completely, um, only using the lime to actually rim the glass, but instead using like Sprite or seven up or some sort of lemonade, um, Mm -hmm. what the English would call lemonade. So some sparkling kind of lemon lime soda to brighten it up a little bit, but also to cut that tartness because it, it, it's probably too tart if you just tripled or quadrupled the ingredients to make it a bigger drink. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, you actually had made one of these uh, doing that and it still is that nice purple color you get from the, the raspberry liqueur. So it definitely still fits kind of in the theme for the movie for this week. And it's, like I said, you're making up kind of four of these at a time. So it's perfect if you're doing a little uh, get together, a little movie night or, you know, a little small gathering for uh, trick-or-treating, stuff like that. So definitely a good one to give a shot, (laughs) give a shot of this shot. No, give this one, give this one a try. It's, it's really good. So uh, I'm very, it's really good. Yeah, you definitely, this is probably my favorite shot. It's my favorite drink so far this month that I think we did. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, of these yeah. uh, kind of Halloween themed ones, this one, this one was the best and probably uh, I, they were all pretty simple this month, but this one's really easy to to mix up and to try out. So if you do, let us know. Uh, but Michaela, we need to drink our witch's brew because it's time to go back and meet some witches. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to chat about this week's film, which is Focus Pocus. Spoiler warning for Hocus Pocus. If you've not yet seen this 1993 classic, please do yourself a favor. Press pause. Go make yourself up some witch's brew with limes or soda. Watch the 97 minutes of Hocus Pocus. Come back and we can chat about it. Yeah, that's right. And if you've never seen it, you can do that on your Disney Plus, uh, which is where it's readily available. And I guess they're probably getting ready because supposedly there's a new Hocus Pocus coming out. So uh, that'll probably be on Disney Plus as well someday if that ever actually happens. Uh, but this one, the classic one from 93, was directed by Kenny Ortega. And it stars, of course, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy as our witches. The Hocus Pocus yeah. witches, Michaela. The Hocus, they're the Sanderson sisters, I think is what their actual names are. Yeah, uh, that's right. Ryan. Um Bette Midler. Oh my gosh. So I have been in love with Bette Midler since I was about seven or eight years old. Um, I've watched pretty much everything she has ever done. And so I was excited to revisit her in this role. Um, she's definitely kind of the, the lead, uh, Mm-hmm. sister of the amongst these right she's the one who knows everything and she knows how to handle all the spells and what they all are and the other two are kind of 
very physically comedic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, Bette Midler is definitely like the the ringleader. Uh, and, uh, her witch's name, she's uh, Winifred, and then Sarah Jessica Parker's witch's name is Sarah, very easy to remember, and uh, Kathy and Najimi's uh, playing Mary there. But yeah, the Sanderson sisters. Uh, and yeah, this one kicks off. Uh, it has actually, it's really cool, like Halloween music uh, coming into the film. It's like this like flyover of, I don't know, the northeastern part of the United States. I guess we're supposed to believe that this is in uh, Salem, but it's pretty good. It's very, it's very spooky. It's very uh, kind of Halloween-y sounding, but still kind of epic. It's pretty fun. And the story begins uh, in a conjuring in the woods. We see our three witches there. They have a spell book, which is super creepy and awesome because there's an eyeball in it. Uh, and they are, uh, I guess, stealing the soul of a young towns girl to, you know, make themselves younger and be prettier and uh, better witches, I guess. So I guess, yeah. They don't really look that much, I mean, Ben Miller's character definitely does. And of course, uh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker's character is like, I'm beautiful. And she's kind of the flirty one. She always like is trying to flirt with whoever she sees, which mm-hmm. turns out to be a problem because there's even a there's even a person that was dating or courting Winifred, but then Winifred caught him kissing Sarah. And rather than getting mad at both of them, she just like enchants um the guy and like sews his mouth shut and puts him in a grave. I mean, that's really kind of creepy, but it works. Yeah. It works in this. It <laughs> it works in this. I do like they, uh, they cast a spell and um, <laughs> they're like, we are young. Grr. <laughs> Cause yeah. Cause yeah, they're not, they're not that much younger, but yeah, they stole, stole the soul from this little girl. Uh, her brother's there. Uh, he's trying to rescue her, but he's no match for these witches. Uh, he gets himself turned into a cat uh, it's no good, um, but I guess I, not luckily for anyone, but after it gets turned into a cat, that's about the time that the townspeople show up. They know something is afoot with these weird Sanderson sisters, and uh, it's time time to get rid of the, the rid of the witches here. Right, right. So they go ahead and, I don't know, they hang them, which is what they did back in the day. Um, and the the sisters, like, I don't know, they start talking and start enchanting them and they let them finish their enchantment before they hang them, which probably was not the right thing to do. They probably just should have, you know, uh, cut them off at the pass. But but yeah, so then we flash flash forward, fast forward 300 years. And so it's supposed to be present day, but as we know, we don't live in 1993 anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. So you got the great 1990s, early 90s, like, sweatshirts and like the skateboards and you know we're in this classroom and there's this kid named max he is brand new to the area apparently he was from la and he moved to salem don't know why he did that don't know why his parents did that we never there's a lot of holes there's a lot of things that i don't get uh (laughs) as to why these things are happening but he is brand new. I don't know why he's only been there maybe a week or two. And yeah. they're having this whole big, cause it's Salem, right. And they're, it's famous for Halloween and they're all, the whole school is like excited. And the teacher, the history teacher is excited about this legend. And he's trying to make a case for Halloween, just being for the candy companies. And then there's, there's this girl named Allison who is, is quite hip 
And, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, again, she's got like the charm bracelets on. She's very 1993 and she's trying to school him in the idea that Halloween is real and it's based on All Hallows Eve. And how does he not know that? And that's, that's right. You know. Yeah. The, the, te- the teacher's telling the story of the Sanderson sisters. So it does kind of, it, you know, kind of, you know, just transitions and from, from, you know, the, the witches there into the story, which is, which is pretty cool. But yeah, we meet Max. Uh, we meet Allison in his class. Uh, Max, not a big fan of Halloween. He goes home, uh, sees his family. There's some bullies uh, that he meets along the way, take his shoes. He's having a bad time uh, being the new kid in town. The bullies are pretty ridiculous and obnoxious. They steal his shoes. That's not great. Um, and he gets home and his little sister's there. She's like hiding in his closet. Um, and of course, you know, Max is in bed talking about how much he loves Allison, this girl in school. And his sister, Danny, is there. Uh, she calls him out on it. Danny's pretty awesome. She is played by uh, Thora Birch. Uh, and she's great. She's probably the highlight of the movie for me because uh, I think that <laughs> she does like the best acting of anyone in the film. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is which is pretty fantastic. So, yeah, no, she's she's great, and uh, she really is excited about Halloween, just like any eleven-year-old kid or eight-year-old kid would be, right? So I guess yeah. she's eight and he's like 15, 16 years old, and so she, you know, makes him take her around, and so of course you know, they're going from house to house and there's a bunch of really cool costumes. I love whoever did the costumes for this film because Mm -hmm. they had to pick out a lot of different costumes and you never saw like similar, um, you never saw similar, you know, kids dress similarly. They all had their own costumes Mm -hmm. and it was really neat. It's very different than it is today where if you're going to go and dress up, you're, you're going to be one of like a Marvel character or a superhero. Like Mm -hmm. you see a lot of, you know, you see a bumblebee and you see like a, a a J like a chain gang person, like with the stripes and you see a couple of different witches, but they're very different kinds of witches. It's really kind of cool. Yeah. And there's a couple of times, you know, going around town throughout the film where they're going into trick-or-treating. So it's not like it's, you know, just like one scene, you know, with a handful of kids. There's a lot of kids dressed up in this thing yeah. throughout the film. Yeah, a lot of kids and a lot of adults because, and one of the earlier scenes we see is Danny is being taken around by Max and Danny ends up going into this house and it's like all like French Renaissance folks Mm -hmm. um and they're in these big you know the big ball gowns with the big wigs on top and they she walks in and who does she see but allison and so of course max is completely taken by her because she looks really pretty and she you know allison meets danny and danny's like oh i know who you are Ah." and it's really (laughs) embarrassing and awful um for poor max who's like, I don't know, been dreaming about her and talking about her to himself for, I guess, a week since he's, since he moved. But Allison has <laughs> the hookup, the right? Yeah, the whole time. Allison has the hookup to this whole Salem witches situation because apparently her mom was a museum curator or something. And the house that the Sanderson sisters lived in is now a museum. And it's been closed for some time because funding budget cuts, you know, yada, yada. But they decide that they're going to go and check it out and like, you know, fool around, I guess, when they're when they're in there. So all three of them, like, yeah. she changes out of her costume and into like normal clothes. And then they go in and it's still like, it's like the middle of the night and they go into this house that's now got like, 
some sales, like, like spooky paraphernalia that they're trying to sell, like mm-hmm. cards and a lighter and um, like candy. There's <laughs> all this weird stuff. But there's also that creepy book that you were talking about with the eyeball. Yeah, the creepy book is there with the eyeball. It's it's in like a glass case, I think. Um, yeah. There, right? Because it's on it's on display at this place. But they they get in there. Um, Allison's a true believer in Halloween, so of course that means that Max is going to, you know, also now be a true believer. And they start t- talking about you know kind of the kind of kind of the history and the lore amongst this, the Sanderson sisters. And it says that if a virgin lights this black flamed candle on you know Halloween that the sisters are going to return. So at the beginning of the film, when they're being hanged, that's the spell that they cast. Basically it's a, it's a spell to bring them back to life. So if you, if you light this candle, if you're a virgin, uh, which they mention about a thousand times, it's kind of a running gag, uh, which is kind of adult for a kid's movie, I thought, but it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, as everyone's like, Oh wait, yeah, so you're, you're a virgin. He's Cause like he's like 15. Like, yeah. <laughs> What is he supposed? Yeah. Is he not supposed to be a virgin? We're not talking to like a forty-five-year-old person that's like, "Oh, I'm going to light this candle." <laughs> you know, jokes on y'all. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't quite get it. I think he needed to either be a little bit older, or they needed to come up with a different gig. But whatever. Yeah, that's right. So, so he decides, of course, he's going to light the candle, right, and fulfill this prophecy. Um, and about then, this cat jumps down and attacks him, trying to stop him from lighting the candle, but it doesn't work. Uh, you know, he lights the candle and he says, that's just a bunch of hocus pocus, which is the name of the film. So that's always fun. Uh, but then we find out that this cat, this black cat can talk because the cat is, you know, Binks the cat. He's that he's that kid from earlier in the film. The cat's still alive. That was his spell. Yeah, that He has to live out forever, uh, eternity as a cat. And uh, he's there. So what does Binks the cat do? He says, uh, Bad news, kid. You just got the witches. They're coming back. Grab the spell book. Let's get out of here. Right. Yeah. And this whole next, I don't know, the next 45 to 70 minutes of this movie is the witches coming back and they're like, we have to find some children. Um, You know, we have to find our book because, of course, the kid uh, Max has taken the book. Um, But the idea is that they have one day, they have All Hallows Eve where they can, they can you know, be alive, but in the, as soon as the next day occurs and all, all souls day happens and the sun rises, they will turn to dust. So Mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of time. What they need to do is they need to uh, entrap more children and like suck on their energy like they did at the beginning of the film so that they can live forever. And so Mm -hmm. they're, they're like, we need to come up with a plan to get all the children in the whole town of Salem. And, you know, there's a bunch of kind of things that are happening. They don't really know how long it's been. So there's a really great scene where they're trying to find Max and Danny and Allison because they're trying to find the book. And, you know, they're using their sense of smell because that's, I guess, what they did back in the day. Um, Mm -hmm. But they end up going to, you know, it's trick or treat. So now, they are looking around and they're like, why are, where are all the children? And they're like right in front of them, but they're all dressed up. But then you see this great Gary Marshall is like dressed up as Satan. And so they're like, Oh my God, it's the master. (laughs) And so there's this great bit with Gary and I think Penny Marshall as well. And Mm there they play husband and wife. And he is just thinking that they're dressed up like the Sanderson sisters. And they think that he's like really the devil. And it's pretty funny. That's yeah. a great scene. 
yeah, there's a there's a bunch of like these little kind of they're almost like vignettes, I guess, almost yeah. kind of as they're as they're traveling around trying to get them. Um, but we get a we get there's a cool scene. So uh, you know, Binks the cat tells them that they need to go hide in the cemetery because apparently witches can't go into the cemetery or they can't like do harm in the cemetery or something. It's like a sacred yeah, place for witches ground, or right? something like that, right? So yeah. the, so they get in there uh, and. You know, the witches find them, the Sanderson sisters find them. Um, they can't do anything, but they can bring back from the dead the the guy you were talking about earlier, right? That guy, Billy Butcherson. That uh, was his name. Is is buried there. Um, he has his mouth sewn shut, which is bad. Um, but it's pretty cool. Like he comes up, he's out of the ground, he's he's kind of like a reanimated corpse. Uh side note, the actor that plays Billy Butcherson is Doug Jones, uh, who also plays the uh sea creature in uh, uh, the shape of water. So, so there you go. Yeah. He's a he's apparently a a good uh, you know, kind of uh, I, I don't even know what you would call that, like a a suited actor, like a like like in like, oh, a, yeah. like a full costume kind of thing. So yeah, like the like the guy Andy Circus who was in who was Gollum in Lord of the Rings, right? Like mm-hmm. he's famous for being that character. That makes yep. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, there's. Not a lot of he speaks towards the end of the movie, but it's a lot of again, kind yeah, because he physical he comedy, cu- yeah, because he cuts the uh, the you know, the where his mouth is sewn shut, he cuts that open, it's gross because then like a bunch of like dust and stuff like comes out of his mouth. <laughs> that's uh, so nasty. That's that's like the uh, that's like the grossest thing, but uh, yeah, so they have a they have a run in with him, he's kind of kind of chasing him around, and they're they're you know, doing their best to avoid the witch- witches, and they all end up at the high school where they're having like this high school, like dance. It must be like a, you know, kind of after trick or treating, you go to the high school and dance, there's kids there, there's adults there. It's like a big party. Um, and they all kind of come to a head there and they think they get one up on the witches. Right. Cause they like lock them in the, uh, it's like the kiln room for the, yeah. for the, uh, art for the, uh, right. the art class. So, cause I don't know about your high school, but my high school definitely did pottery and we had a kiln that was the size of a gym. Definitely. That totally yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. So they think that they're so smart because they're like, oh, we set them on fire and we burned them and it's fine. And they end up going to try and see their parents at the town hall because all the adults are having this big party at the town hall. And so, you know, you get a good look at what like Madonna costumes looked like mm-hmm. in 1993. That's always yeah. a good thing. And, um, but they're wrong. They're so wrong. The witches, they, um, you know, part of their spell meant that they couldn't die. They're, they had to die. If they're going to die, they're going to die at the end of the day. You can't just, you know, put them in a kiln. And so mm-hmm. they show up. And of course, the kids are trying to tell their parents this, that these are the real Sanderson sisters. No one takes them for, you know, for real um, and then, of course, Bette Midler has to do some sort of musical number. She's done it in almost every film she has ever done. And this is no different. So she starts to sing and she kind of enchants the, the whole group and she tells all of the dancers. So it's all the parents that they have to dance until they die. And so, like, they're all continuing to dance no matter, you know, they're in this kind of trance state. And uh, that's a really cool scene because it's Bette Midler singing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And if she was actually singing with that, uh, like tooth, like overbite prosthetic thing that she was wearing, <laughs> then that's amazing. So, yeah, no, it's very good. It's very cool. She's got like, like three buck teeth kind of sticking out of her mouth and it's amazing versus Kathy Najimy, 
She's mm-hmm. got this weird like tongue thing because she keeps moving her mouth to one side. It's um, <laughs> yeah, like it's amazing any of them could talk. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so they're they're there. The kids, you know, think that they've rid themselves of the witches. Uh, there's a funny scene. They like stop to talk to a police officer. Um, but it's not really a police officer. It's just a guy in a police costume. So he gives them some shtick. That's kind of funny. Um, but they get home and they're flipping through the book. Now, Binks the cat says, stop looking through the book. There's nothing in the book that's good. Leave the book alone. You know, put the book away. Don't look at it. Don't think about it. Get rid of the book. But they're, you know, they're flipping through it, right? Max is, Max wants to know what's in this book. He's flipping through it. Uh, but unfortunately, I guess if you open this book, then a giant beam of light shoots out of it. And the Sanderson sisters are going to immediately know where you're at and where their book is and that's where they're headed yep yep and uh so they lose their the sanderson sisters along their travels and adventures on halloween night trying to figure out what's going on 300 years after their apparent deaths they uh have had a tough time of it so they've lost their real um brooms so they end up going into like a closet and they're like (laughs) It's the best. They go into a closet and they find like a broom, a mop and a vacuum cleaner from like 1972. And so they're kind of holding on like each one of them is holding on to an appliance for dear life, trying to like fly through the city. And so that's but that's how they get uh, to Max's house, because Max is, of course, um, he's only been there a week, but his house is almost completely unpacked. And it's one of those kind of Victorian houses with like a like a steeple, almost like a church at the front or at the top of it. And so that's where the beam of light comes out. And so um, they end up grabbing the book um, and they end up also taking Danny, right? They kidnap mm-hmm. her at this time. And so they're like, look, we need at least one kid. Um, we got to go back to our house. We got to make up this potion. And then of course, Sarah Jessica Parker's character uh, starts to sing like a melody that enchants all the kids. So all the kids wake up in the middle of the night and in their half costumes, half pajamas, they start walking into the middle of the woods to this house, which yeah. probably doesn't look scary at all. Like no one notices because all the adults are dancing to their dead at the dance hall <laughs> or at the city yeah. hall. That's right. Yeah. The, the adults are all having fun. It's super creepy. All the kids, uh, just walking like zombies towards the house. Uh, I'm not a, not a big fan of that myself. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where they're all going. And yeah, they do grab Danny and they end up taking her, you know, back trying to, you know, cast a spell on her, you know, just the same as they did to the little girl at the beginning of the film. Uh, but you know, Max is there, uh, Binks, the cat's there. Uh, they're able to kind of get this book back and they flee again, back to the cemetery and that's where they find an unlikely ally in uh billy butcherson he's there he's fed up with these witches uh they killed him so does Malshut. so uh he's he's ready to uh you know to to get back to sleep so he's going to help the kids you know get get the book back and get danny back he finally stands up for himself that billy butcher you know, he's like, yeah. I don't like you, Winifred. You're mean. I don't know what exactly he says, but he, when he, he cuts open his mouth or cuts off, you know, gets rid so of gross. all the bindings. Yeah. yeah, it's really nasty. But then he's like, I don't have to take this from you <laughs> as a ghost or as a zombie from 300 years ago, by golly. And so, yeah, he is helpful uh, to the kiddos. And um, they have enough uh, for one bit of potion. They don't, they made like a whole giant cauldron of it, but of course something happens and 
it you know the yeah, witches it gets, it get gets knocked over out. so they yeah they only they only end up with one little vial of it right and that's that's meant to be for danny but uh you know in in the kerfuffle max ends up getting it and drinks it because you know he'd rather him have his soul taken or youth taken or whatever it is um you know than his sister so that's that's pro move max good job there great yeah brotherly love at its best and so they they start to kind of suck the energy out of him now this this was the one part of the special effects that i thought could use a little bit of work if i might critique this movie at all um Mm -hmm. nobody hate me for critiquing this movie it's got like this weird kind of wavy white kind of milky film over the person so at the beginning of the movie when they do this to a little girl it she's kind of she looks like she's fading away and there's this milky substance on like over her or Mm -hmm. like a sheet of some kind and then they kind of breathe and it it kind of follows the wind and kind of goes in with her and so i think they could have done something a little bit better than that um but it it looks okay in the in the beginning of the film, I think, because um, the little girl's like sitting still. She's like tied to the chair, just sitting on the chair or something. So she's not moving. But at the end here, Max is moving and rolling around and stuff. So it doesn't it doesn't look quite as quite as good. It's a little bit, a yeah. little bit, a uh, little bit uh, less convincing, I guess, at the yeah. at the end here. So yeah, but it all all works out because she ends up getting um, well. Max ends up taking the potion they try to suck out his soul they don't succeed um and then two of the witches kind of are hanging out in the air still but one of them Bette Midler's character Winifred she actually stands on hollowed ground because she forgets I guess that she's not allowed to stand on hollowed ground so she ends up like turning to stone which is like Mm -hmm. I think the best part uh from a visualization standpoint it happens in real time, like her feet kind of turn to stone mm-hmm. and then like her whole body does and then her face does. And I think it looks super cool. She's got these really grody, like long fingernails. And yeah, it yeah, looks like she's, she's like, she's like holding on to Max, right? And it like rips yeah. his shirt off when she turns into a statue. Uh, very much like the, uh, like the weeping angels and uh, Doctor Who is kind of what, she, kind of what she looks like. Um, and yes. the other two sisters, right? They're, they're still there as the sun's coming up. So they explode into some, uh 1993 fireworks effects which is pretty amazing i have to say so great it's pretty great so yeah and then the i guess the the best part of you know actually you know getting rid of these witches the witches are actually dead now i guess they can't come back again uh but that relieves little binks the cat of his you know forever cat prison and he gets to go be at rest you know with his sister um you know, in the, in the spirit world, he gets to, gets yeah. to move on. He doesn't have to live as a cat forever. Right. Which, you know, there's a couple moments like the cat gets run over in one of the scenes and then he like bounces right back up. You're really like scared that he's dead and you're going to have to like explain to your kids about this or whatever, but he gets right back up. And then, um, and so the, the whole family, Max and Danny, they're like, Oh, it's fine. Binks, you're going to be our cat forever. And they are starting to make plans. Um, but they don't have to do that now because he is, uh, going into the afterworld. His sister kind of meets him and she's like, where have you been? And he's like, Oh, you don't even want to know, man. (laughs) This was a very long trip to get here. You know, I'm just glad I've arrived. Yeah, it is. It is kind of sad at, at the end because, uh, 
Binks the cat. I think he gets he gets like dropped or something. He jumps onto one of the witches and they drop yeah. him and and they think that he is dead because he doesn't you know come come right back to life. But it's yep. it's because he he got to got to move on. So yep, he got to move on, and so all of them get to uh, kind of go back to their lives. But it looks like Allison and Max have uh, uh, decided that they like each other. So that's always good. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Danny is fully entrenched in Halloween. And it looks like Max and Danny have rekindled their, you know, sibling uh, relationship. Because at the beginning, you know, Max was like, I don't want to take you trick-or-treating. I'm too old for this. You're a pest. And, you know, they're in love. You know, well, they, they like they're doing their family bonding thing. And then the, the adults, um, finally the spell gets uncast or the spell is broken. <laughs> it's broken. Uncast. Yeah. yeah. The spell is broken at the city hall. So all the parents are like <laughs> leaving and they look real rough. It looks yeah. like they've been drinking and dancing all night long and they're very, very tired. And they're like, man, man, <laughs> yeah. this, this town yeah. party is better than LA, right? His parents are like, yeah, that's right. They have been into the witch's brew, uh, you know, quite a bit that evening, but yeah, they come out and, uh, pretty much good, uh, good ending for everyone. Now the bullies are left in, uh, cages hanging up in the Sanderson sisters, uh, little house. So I guess hopefully someone comes and, and finds them. They could spend an hour or two in there to they teach spend them a, a week or two for, in there for being, for being jerks. Yeah. They shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't be jerks. Um, yeah. but they're definitely the classic nineties bullies for sure. So, uh, yeah, so that's Hocus Pocus. Now Hocus Pocus, um, if you, if you go to your Google on your internet and you type in top Halloween films, Hocus Pocus is 100% guaranteed to be on whatever list you pull up because people really love this film. Uh, now I've, I saw it once back in 1993 when it was, when it was new. And then I hadn't watched it again since then. Uh, so it was, I was interested in coming back to revisit it because like I said, I hadn't watched it in a long time and people freaking love this movie, right? <laughs> they do. Oh yeah. So now I know I know you've seen it more recently than me because you have you have a six year old and that's kind of the the audience that uh, a lot of this is geared towards I guess kind of so you've seen it more recently than me but uh, tell me about Hocus Pocus, Michaela. Yeah, I you know I watched it again and in 1993, same as you, and I never watched it since then uh, until maybe last year or the year before um, because of my son because I love spooky stuff and I love Halloween stuff and this is one that I don't other than the whole virgin comment I don't really have to explain I don't have to you know mm-hmm. um, y- y- I don't have to edit um, it's certainly not like Michael Myers or you know Silver right. Lake but um, but yeah so. You know, I I get why it's very nostalgic for people that are our age or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit younger um, than us. So people in their early 30s, they were probably much younger. They were eight or nine years old when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, it, it holds up to the it holds up the t- to the test of time in some ways. Certainly not from a fashion standpoint, but um, but the story itself is kind of a timeless idea, right? Where mm-hmm. you know it's good versus evil, and the evildoers they're evil, but they're not so evil they're going to scare the pants off of a you know a ten year old or whatever. It's not right. Um, it, it's not in that sense. And then of course it's kind of fun. You've got 
you know, a, a cat that won't die, that talks like a talking animal. You've got um, a lot of physical comedy. You've got a great song kind of in the middle of it. And I mean, I don't know. It's not my favorite Halloween movie, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I understand why so many people like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good for once a year. And now I've seen it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> to remember back. I'm trying to remember back to when I watched it before. One of the big noticeable things to me is it, it kind of starts with the Sanderson sisters, like back in Salem when they're, you know, in full blown, like witch mode going on. And that seems like a movie. And then when it goes to present day, it's almost like a, like a made for TV <laughs> movie. It has that, that feeling of it right until the witches come back. So it's kind of like, the, <laughs> they're like, okay, we have to be serious about the movie now because Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker are, are here. We have right. to, you know, we have to bring out the good cameras and, right. and we have to step our up our game. game a little bit and actually be professional movie makers because we got real professional actors. No, um, I think you're so, right. So I got that kind of vibe from it, but I will say, um, yeah, the, the story is definitely silly, right? It's it's aimed at kids, which is which is fine. Um, it is a lot quippier than I thought it was going to be, which I thought was pretty fun. There was some some really good dialogue and some some good banter. Some of the stuff, you know, with the you know the kids trick or treating and just kind of the the comments that they'd they'd make about you know certain costumes or things that they saw, like they're having been you know a dead or in a different realm for 300 years or whatever they were they were up to um so i thought uh that was pretty good um and that kind of held up uh the the visual effects of of course anything from 1993 that's not jurassic park is not going to hold up particularly well so yeah yeah i don't know it's it's interesting because it doesn't get you know this film doesn't get great reviews for acting i think rotten tomatoes rates it as like 38 percent, which means it is not it's it's not considered you know, it's not rated fresh or something correct yeah it's not rated fresh um but it is it is interesting to me because you know a lot of people a lot of famous people started their well thora birch right she kind of started her career with this film mm-hmm. um she was in a bunch of other stuff after this um and people per- turned down the opportunity to do this film apparently leonardo, leonardo dicaprio was supposed to be max okay but he decided to go make this small, insignificant movie called What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which skyrocketed his career. So that was a good choice on his part, probably. Yeah, it's interesting. I, You know, it's a funny film. It's a funny little film, this one. It's a, it's a funny little film. And and I have to say, it, not my favorite either, but I think that I'll probably uh, come back and watch it periodically at Halloween because... Yeah, it was just fun and it's good for the whole family if you need a good uh, Halloween film, you know, for everyone to watch or it's fun if you're having a little, you know, kind of get together kind of thing. It's a good movie you could probably put on in the back because you could, you know, tune in and out of it and, uh, you know, get some get some good stuff out of it. So definitely, definitely good for that. So let us know out there. listening and drink the movies land if you like hocus pocus if it is on your top list of halloween films and if you make a witch's brew to have alongside of it so if you make one of those send us pictures we want to see them you can do that on our instagram and twitter it's at drink the movies and on facebook.com slash drink the movies if you want to see pictures of our witch's brew get the episode recaps all that stuff you can do that on our website which is www.drinkthemovies.com and when you're done doing that you should cast a spell to bring yourself back to life and you know when the black candle gets lit and you come back what's the first thing you should do michaela 
go drink another witch's brew? No, you should go and leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Michaela, where should they go to that? <laughs> oh, that's where you should go. Yes. Well, you should go to Michaela, Apple Podcasts. Ma- Michaela would drink a witch's brew first. That's right. I would go drink a witch's brew first um, because I, I I can't leave. It's bad form to leave a five-star review on your own podcast. I feel like, I feel like that's a little too narcissistic. However, um, those of you listening, you can find us on Apple podcasts or Spotify or anywhere where anchor podcasts are distributed. And if you want to hear us twice a week, talk about movies, uh, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review because it really helps us get the drink, the movie stuff out there. We're really excited about the community that we're building of people who uh, simultaneously enjoy alcohol, uh, cocktails, and movies. So join the group, man. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's, we got a lot of really fun stuff out there. So please. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, make sure you do that and follow along with us. And, you know, Michaela, it is Halloween week. Uh, we have our witches brews here made up. It's time to go trick or treat and put Halloween movie month to bed. We did we did four very different uh, Halloween films this month, and and you know what? I'm ready to go into a candy coma and drink a witch's brew and uh, take a nap. What do you think? I think that sounds like a great idea. Um, but before we do that, we do have something we have to acknowledge. And that okay. is your birthday is also this week. Oh, yes. My birthday is this week. It actually happened uh, two days ago as of uh, listening to this. I turned a, an age that I'd rather not talk about. So thank you for bringing it up to the whole world, Michaela. <laughs> no, thank welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank yeah. you. No, everybody should wish uh, Brian a very happy birthday. It is a milestone birthday. He's uh, I'm so, so grateful that uh, that he's that he's around to uh, help help me uh, drink all of the amazing drinks that I've had the last year and talk about movies. So, um, yeah, if you uh, if you leave us a five star review this week and you put Happy Birthday Brian in it, um, you should win a prize. And yeah, we, we'll yeah. we'll figure out a way to to get a prize to you if you do that. So there you go. That, that's right. And the best prize for Halloween week is a full-size candy bar. So good luck getting those, everyone, this week. Have a happy and safe Halloween uh, and have fun getting up to whatever you get up to. And yeah, let us know if you have a witch's brew. Uh, but for now, Michaela, I think we better uh, go mix up another one of these, pick out a movie for next week, and we'll catch everyone next time on Drink, Drink the, the movies. movies. That's a bunch of hocus pocus. <laughs>